Welcome to the July 25th, 2022 podcast of Wisdom Today. Hello, my name is Bill Kelly and I'll be your host today. Today we'll be going over Proverb 25. But before we begin, let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you would give them ears to hear and a heart to receive everything you have in store for them in this podcast. Lord, I pray that you would give them wisdom this day and throughout the coming week. And Father God, I thank you that you will give them favor with both God and man. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Proverb 25, beginning in verse 1. These also are Proverbs of Solomon, which the men of Hezekiah, king of Judah, copied. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings is to search out a matter. As the heavens for height and the earth for depth, so the heart of kings is unsearchable. Take away the dross from silver, and it will go to the silversmith for jewelry. Take away the wicked from before the king, and his throne will be established in righteousness. Do not exalt yourself in the presence of the king, and do not stand in the place of the great. For it is better that he say to you, Come up here, than that you should be put lower in the presence of the prince whom your eyes have seen. Do not go hastily to court, for what will you do in the end when your neighbor has put you to shame? Debate your case with your neighbor, and do not disclose the secret to another, lest he who hears it expose your shame and your reputation be ruined. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in settings of silver, like an earring of gold and an ornament of fine gold is a wise rebuker to an obedient ear, like the cold of snow in time of harvest is a faithful messenger to those who send him, for he refreshes the soul of his masters. Whoever falsely boasts of giving is like clouds and wind without rain. By long forbearance a ruler is persuaded, and a gentle tongue breaks a bone. Have you found honey? Eat only as much as you need, lest you be filled with it and vomit. Seldom set foot in your neighbor's house, lest he become weary of you and hate you, A man who bears false witness against his neighbor is like a club, a sword, and a sharp arrow. Confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble is like a bad tooth and a foot out of joint. Like one who takes away a garment in cold weather and like vinegar on soda is one who sings songs to a heavy heart. If your enemy is hungry, give him bread to eat, and if he is thirsty, give him water to drink. 
for so you will heap coals of fire on his head, and the Lord will reward you. The north wind brings forth rain, and a backbiting tongue an angry countenance. It is better to dwell in a corner of a housetop than in a house shared with a contentious woman. As cold water to a weary soul, so is good news from a far country. A righteous man who falters before the wicked is like a murky spring and a polluted well. It is not good to eat much honey, so to seek one's own glory is not glory. Whoever has no rule over his own spirit is like a city broken down without walls. Today we're going to take a closer look at verse 16. Have you found honey? Eat only as much as you need, lest you be filled with it and vomit. Friends, this is how God would like for us to live. Once we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior and totally submit our lives to Him, we should understand that our bodies actually do not belong to us. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and let's look at verses 19 and 20. This is verse 19 in the New Living Translation. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself. And verse 20 says, For you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. And I know this is a concept that, you know, is a little bit foreign to many of you, but once you become a Christian and submit your life to Jesus, your bodies no longer belong to you. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, so we need to be careful we need to watch what we put in our bodies. And that way, you are going to be much healthier, and you also will probably have a longer life if you take good care of yourself and watch what you put in your body. So verse 16 says, Eat only as much as you need, lest you be filled with it and vomit. I think about Thanksgiving dinners over the years for me, and I would sit there and stuff my face, and for hours I would sit there and my stomach would hurt so much because I ate and overate and overate and overate. Friends, we are not to be gluttons, and that's what a glutton is, is someone who overeats and your stomach feels so bloated because you've eaten too much. We should moderate what we put in our body, whether it's food or drink. So just a thought, but anyway, I just want you to be aware 
Once we give our hearts and lives to Jesus, our bodies actually belong to him. Well, friends, it's Monday, and we are closing in on the end of Genesis. We're going to put um, this topic to rest this week, and I will go back to Thursday's um, podcast. And Thursday's podcast, Jacob realizes that it is time for him to go home and die. So I went over in detail the exact blessings that he spoke over each of his 12 sons. So if you recall, the main one or the best one fell on Joseph, his favorite son, and the second one fell to Judah, who is sometimes referred to the Lion of Judah, and we're actually referring to Jesus here, whom I will remind you that Joseph is very, very similar to Jesus. So we are going to pick up where we left off on Thursday, and that is Genesis chapter 49, beginning in verse 29. Then he gathered them and said to them, I am to be gathered to my people. Bury me with my fathers in the cave that is in the field of Ephron the Hittite, in the cave that is in the field of Machpelah, which is before Mamre in the land of Canaan, which Abraham bought with the field of Ephron the Hittite as a possession for a burial place. There they buried Abraham and Sarah his wife. There they buried Isaac and Rebekah his wife. And there I buried Leah. The field and the cave that is there were purchased from the sons of Heth. And when Jacob had finished commanding his sons, he drew his feet up into the bed and breathed his last and was gathered to his people. In chapter 50, we continue. Then Joseph fell on his father's face and wept over him and kissed him. And Joseph commanded his servants, the physicians, to embalm his father. So the physicians embalmed Israel. Forty days were required for him, for such are the days required for those who are embalmed. And the Egyptians mourned for him seventy days. So I'm going to paraphrase what happens next. At this point, Joseph takes command and goes to Pharaoh and reminds Pharaoh that he had promised his father Jacob that he would not bury him in the land of Egypt, but that he would return him and his body and his bones to the land of Canaan where he came from. So Joseph made arrangements for all the leaders of Egypt, as well as all of his brothers and their families, to take the body back to the land of Canaan so he could be buried with his ancestors. Deal. Okay, we had many, many people from Egypt. So when they brought it to the cave of Machpelah, and when Joseph and his brothers actually buried him, 
the people in the land of Canaan noticed what was going on, and they realized that this must be an important person from Egypt. So I would like to go over three things that we can learn from this story. First of all, Jacob prepares to die. And just like a couple chapters before, before he goes, he wants to make sure, absolutely positively sure, that his son, Joseph, and the rest of his sons are willing to take his body back to the land of Canaan. He does not want to be buried in Egypt. The second point is, Joseph has his father embalmed. Now, many of us are aware of embalming, but we might not know exactly what that entails. And embalming is a three-step process. First of all, it helps to disinfect the body. Then it will preserve the body so it does not decompose quickly and the third step is that it restores the body. This is why so many people have their loved ones embalmed prior to a visitation like at a funeral home. Because when you open the casket and people come in and pay their last respects, that the body and the facial features look as similar as possible to what the person looked like while they were breathing and still had their color in their skin. So anyway, we have learned a lot in this story, and um, on Wednesday I am going to close out the rest of this story because Joseph will be dying on Wednesday. So I will never close a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Friends, if there is anyone listening today who has never taken that step, or if you realize that you're really not where you would like to be with God or with Jesus, and you feel you're not nearly as close to Him as you'd like to be, I invite you to repeat this prayer as well. Simply repeat after me, Father God, thank you for sending your son Jesus down to earth. Jesus, thank you that you came to earth and became fully man as well as fully God. You were tempted in every way, as are we, and yet you never gave in to the temptation of sin. Thank you for setting a good example of how we are to live our lives. Yet, you were willing to die on a cross for each one listening to this podcast today. And by dying on a cross, you have taken away and forgiven us of all of our sins. Because of that, we are assured that we will be going to heaven as soon as we leave our earthly bodies. You have put us in right standing with God, and we now have the ability to go to God in prayer or to Jesus and ask anything that we have need of in our daily lives. 
Jesus, I invite you into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. Friends, if any of you repeated that prayer, I ask that you send me a quick email, Bill Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y, 0807 at protonmail, M-A-I-L, dot com. I will remind anyone who is new to this podcast that tomorrow is Testimony Day, and what happens on Tuesdays is I have a special guest, and I will interview them, and they basically will give their testimony. They will talk about um, their early childhood, how they were raised, how they grew up, how they came to know the Lord, and how they became a good Christian. And friends, this is so good. Each of these testimonies on Tuesday, if you have not been listening to them, I encourage you to do so. Simply go back to May 3rd, and every Tuesday from that point on is Testimony Day. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Please join me again tomorrow as we further explore wisdom today.